All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. What was that rocket? What rocket? I was just in my office and I heard a rocket. Describe the rocket, sir. Does this mean we're not friends anymore? Tavern Radio Podcast, a new episode of The Hordes of Chaos. Had some Benita and Sodom there doing some Nirvana to open up the show. A lot of stuff to get to today as usual. Uh, Music-wise, got some new Imprecation, Black Blood Invocation from a split they did together. Uh, also, another cool band, Next Womb, uh, is added into that block. There's a lot of good shit in there. I'm really happy about all that. Uh, Northwind Wolves, uh, Vomitron got more of that, uh, actually the track I have this time around actually features Ineke from, formerly from The Gathering, she has a great voice, she's done a lot of work with Devin Townsend, and I just love a lot of the stuff that she does, uh, new Space Slug, Titan Killer, Blood Angel, Old Dead Tree, yeah, they're back. Leaves Eyes, and I got to that. Finally, got around the new Fen record, so that's gonna be some of that stuff in there as well. Um, also, in the rock, uh, some brand new The Who. That's kind of strange, but I was listening to the record, and I was like, those guys haven't missed a beat. It still has that classic rock vibe, so you're not missing much there on that, but the album was actually pretty solid. I liked it a lot. Um, gonna kick off the this first block with uh, Venus Sleeps, uh, that's brand new stuff for them. I was actually talking with Jason Rowe, a friend of mine, uh, on Facebook yesterday, and this is before I even knew Venus had a new record. Uh, he got really into the space like that I was talking about, and so he wanted recommendations of all these Doom acts that, you know, maybe he had not heard, so Venus Sleeps was one of the bands that I, uh, you know, recommended to him to check out. So we're going to check out some new stuff on them soon. Uh, in entertainment news, uh, a lot of TV show stuff I'm going to be talking about. I'm going to get a little bit to The Rise of Skywalker, which gets released this week. Uh, I don't know if I've... I've probably talked about it a little bit on how I feel about the direction of these three movies that we've had 
for this particular um, series of Star Wars stuff. So even though I haven't seen Rise yet, I'm going to have some opinions on it just because I've talked to people who are much more into it. Also, I've read some early reviews from critics. Uh, so I'll get to all that. Uh, the only thing I want to talk about before we jump into the music is I'm, I'm really relieved because I had a scare where, you know, I, I store all my my music and stuff on external hard drives because, you know, should something happen to my computer, I want it all backed up. But, you know, one of the risks you take is if your external hard drive fucks up. <laughs> and I had this one external hard drive that I have that I've had for a while and it you know, really, it wasn't beat up or anything. I keep my hard drives pretty well stored and taken care of. But for whatever reason, I could not get this, uh, I could not access this external hard drive. And it's the one that held all my rock music, like all of it, like classic rock, alternative, hard rock, all that. And I mean, I had tons of shit. So I had a few other things like old podcasts from other radio stations on there and I was really worried that I wasn't going to retrieve those. So, But DJ Neko had found a couple of uh, videos online that she recommended to me to see if I can figure out what was going on, which of course meant I had to crack open the hard drive, which you know, you're really not supposed to now with this these type of externals that are not the same as the regular old-fashioned hard drives and stuff like that so but they did have a system to it and I got in there and even though nothing was broken in terms of what I was expecting uh, you know I rehooked up the wires and the USB cable and, I, and it finally fucking showed up in my computer so I was like oh great so yeah I spent you know about an hour transferring that shit over to one of my other newer external hard drives. So I was really, really happy about that. That would have really sucked because I had so much music. Uh, some of that music that was on there was stuffed from CDs that I don't even have anymore that I sold a while back. Is you know I just copied everything and they said, well, I don't listen to them that often, and I need the money. So I sold a lot of CDs that I had. So I was really worried about all that. But all is good. Got it. I'm pretty fucking happy. And now it's time to jump into the music. I've got, as I said, first track here, Brand New Stuff from Venus Sleeps. I don't know if I like this record much as the last. Um, I'm still checking it out, though, trying to let it soak in. But this track here, Tides of Ash, was the one I liked the most. So here we go. <laughs> Thank you. 
Hi, this is Isaac Goldsmith. Jonathan West from Exhortation. You're listening to Metal Tavern Radio. Alright, DJ New is back with you, Metal Tavern Radio Podcast. Alright, so let's get to some entertainment news. So, I've read recently, uh, I've never actually watched, it's probably so blessed, you know, a lot of blasphemy here, but I never watched Game of Thrones. Like, I watched the first two or three episodes when it first came out like I like I like that type of stuff like as far as theme and plot um I'm sure it was well acted I mean I like the fact that it wasn't you know scaled back in terms of ratings like it was pretty risque I guess with all the sex and violence and whatnot but I could not for whatever reason get beyond three episodes something about it just didn't click with me now obviously people say when that happens you just stick with it for a season then it gets better and it might you know i i I may end up revisiting that at some point i just don't know when uh but the creators some of the creators from that series uh are actually working on doing a movie uh based on lovecraft's work so not sure exactly what the theme is going to be because Lovecraft has a lot of different things that you can work with which is great Uh, but he's like a horror icon so I like the fact that they're going to start working on a Lovecraft movie Um, so it should be interesting especially if the creators have the same leeway as they did with the show so if they're able to go all out and experiment or whatever could come up with something pretty interesting and pretty fucking cool in the long run uh, the other bit of news uh, this time around is last night I started watching this show on Netflix called The V Wars. Um, and it's basically about humans versus vampires. And, it, and it's, it's an interesting theme. It starts out obviously with a, a couple guys. One is a, um, a scientist or doctor who has a long-term friend that he goes at I don't know, they're just best friends for years or whatever, but they go out to, I think it's Alaska or one of those really cold areas uh, where they're doing some research to check in on some other scientists that were there working on some sort of um, testing of pathogens and stuff like that that's frozen on the ice. But apparently they get exposed to uh, a pathogen that actually is... I guess it alters your DNA in a sense for certain individuals and turns them into vampires. It's a pretty weird, interesting take. Uh, and I, and I, I'm already binging through a lot of it. I think I have like maybe four or five episodes left and it's been about, I think there's like 10 to 12 episodes in this first season, somewhere in that range. But uh, yeah, so you know, it's it's some some places it kind of drags a little bit, but for the most part, it's kept my interest. Uh, early on, it kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, 30 Days a Night, but it's not quite like that anymore. It's, it's transferred over just to its own thing, but <clears throat> it has the same kind of vibe about it. Uh, but now you got the vampires who are starting to control their hunger a little bit, and they're grouping up together as they're preparing for, you know, they're basically 
try and play victim now and say that you know they're protecting themselves and they should be killed off into extinction etc they just figure they're the new type of race that should be taking all the world that's a common theme of vampires so um but yeah i think uh if this is the kind of stuff that you're interested in definitely check it out it's it's, it's worth it i think it's pretty good so far so i dig that a lot all right, into the next block we go. This is one of my favorite blocks of this of this episode. Uh, I just like every band and every song in this. Two of them are coming from the split for Implication and Black Blood Invocation. And uh, if you like your death metal and uh, stuff like that, dirty and grimy and stuff like that, this is going to be for you. And then, of course, the third track from Next One. Uh, plays along the same kind of vibe. So this entire block is fucking fantastic. Kicking it off, though, with Imprecation, A World Consumed by Fire!
Alrighty. Alright. So. Some news bits again. Uh, that was next one, by the way, with invocations of spiritual cataclysm to enslave uh, the human genetic construct. That's a long-ass fucking title. Great fucking shit, though. I loved it. So, uh, again, reading some articles. That's what I do in my pastime. Just try to find interesting bits, tidbits here and there for y'all. Uh, so... Recently, it marked the 20th anniversary of the movie The Sixth Sense by uh, M. Night Shyamalan. And uh, Shyamalan himself, and as well as the kid actor now growing up, um, Joel Haley Osment, I think is his name. Uh, they were kind of revisiting, you know, what it was, how important that movie was for them both, and its impact uh, going forward. And one of the interesting things I read about it was that Shyamalan, it took a while for him to actually come up with the script that he initially settled on. Like, apparently the movie was originally going to be similar to or inspired by uh, The Silence of the Lambs. So it was going to be almost like a serial killer type movie. And the rough draft had Bruce Willis's character being a photographer who had a kid that apparently saw visions of victims or something but that it, it morphed obviously into what it ended up becoming and it was kind of a sleeper hit obviously um, and I, I remember me seeing it like I, I don't I never saw it in the theaters I saw it after it had gotten released to regular video and whatnot and when I first checked it out I was like okay well this is interesting and then of course the surprise at the end uh, is what threw me off. Some people said they always figured it out, but I'm like, I don't know how you could. It like it just. I, I once you go back, obviously, and you see how they explain things, it makes sense. But at the time, I'm like, holy fucking shit! And the funny thing is, with Shyamalan's movies, it happened that way with, you know, The Sixth Sense, and of course some of his early movies like The Village, which were all very cool and. They all had these, like, twist endings and whatnot. Signs is incredibly good. Uh, as it's gone on, his his surprise effect doesn't work as quite as well. Uh, Lady in the Water and um, some of the other ones aren't nearly as surprising as those earlier films were. But um, it was a sleeper hit. Apparently it finished, like, at the time, it was, like, right behind the... Uh, Phantom Menace by Star Wars, so like it was beating out some other heavy hitters during that time. It was just caught fire, and the rest is history, as they say. Uh, but it's cool. It's 20 years later, and uh, I don't know if you ever seen that movie. Go check it out. It's definitely worth it. Uh, very interesting. Great acting. Tony Collette's in that as well. Uh, she does a fantastic job. I believe she got a nomination, Oscar nomination for me. Maybe you got an Oscar, I can't remember, but very well done. Uh, in other news, obviously with, I've talked about this in past episodes about Disney Plus with The Mandalorian and stuff like that. Uh, obviously they have all their, they don't have, they have most of the Marvel stuff in there. I don't know if they have all of it yet, but, uh, which is surprising, but either way, they're working on a series for the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Now, Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes, like, that's one of my favorite characters. That, and I'm not even a big comic book fan, so 
when I first saw Winter Soldier, immediately he became one of my favorite characters, despite at that point being a villain. So it's like, ooh, this guy's really fucking cool. I like this. And then, of course, you discover his tie-ins with Captain America. And, of course, later on, if you've been paying attention to the Marvel movies, you know how he falls in place with everything else. And he becomes a good guy. So, uh, I've heard rumors. Obviously, they... Or at least some people implied that he was later going by the name White Wolf. I don't know how true that is. But either way, uh, the character is very cool. And I'm, I'm happy that they're doing a series on it. And it actually, now we have a date of when that's going to be starting up on January 23rd. So I'm like, so excited for that. Uh, uh, obviously, the guy that plays Falcon is going to be there because they're keeping everything cool. So also interesting is... Uh, what was it? Yeah, it was for Winter Soldier. Uh, one of the villains was played by Daniel Brühl, and he's returning for this series, so I wonder how he's going to fit into all that. That's going to be a lot of fun. And it's all supposed to take place after Endgame, so it's a more modern take, obviously, and everything, so it's not having to fit in with anything else right now, other than the backstory stuff. But I'm really excited for that, and if you're a Marvel fan, you should be excited too. Period. In a story. All right. Back into the music. Uh, got some Northwind Wolves in here. They kind of remind me a little bit of Demi Borgir, early Demi. Uh, so you might enjoy some of that. Um, first two tracks, though, are coming from Grand Sounds Promotion as well as Kobar, uh, Extreme Metal PR. So check this out. First band's called Sometimes We Make Music. When you open the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld and lo, a black horse. And he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny.
is Anime from Darken and you are listening to the Holes of Chaos only on Metal Tavern Radio. Alright, DJ Nibba is back with you. Metal Town Radio Podcast, new episode, Hordes of Chaos. That was Northwind Wolves, Lord of Winter and Death, from their latest release. It's about that time for the new, well I shouldn't say new, but our standard rock block. And for those that don't normally tune in or understand what this part of the show is about, it, the rock block that I do, uh, because rock and metal are always closely intertwined together, and I have such a, a love and fascination for all of it. Uh, I, I have to include uh, the rock stuff. When I did the Hordes of Chaos as a show way back in the day, it was just metal stuff. And then I, of course, do my rock shows separately. But just didn't really make a lot of sense. There's a lot of rock out there that kind of sometimes crosses between metal and rock. Whether it's like Sludge, Doom, or Hard Rock and Heavy Metal. It's, it, there's a closer relationship there, so... When I go to do my rock blocks, I include everything from classic rock to hard rock to alternative to post-rock. Obviously, post-rock and post-metal are close relay as well. So it seems to be working out pretty well. People seem to enjoy it and gives them a little bit of a variety of different stuff to check out, even with the new rock stuff. So like today, I've got uh, new stuff from Basque, uh, The Who, latest from Year of the Goat, new Perhelion. Uh, Myriad Drone, and of course, I got some classic Scorpions for you. So, we're gonna kick that shit off. This is Basque, New Dominion.
Racing fan want to be a part of a winning team, then contact Carmichael Racing. Carmichael Racing is currently looking for sponsors for the upcoming champion flat card season. You can be a part of a long tradition of racing as Paul and Rhea L race to the finish line in Mardella Speedway at Diamond Head Arena in Gillsburg, PA, March 13th through the 15th, 2020. They will also be racing at Hunterstown Speedway and Capital City Speedway in Ashland, Virginia. Racing runs deep in the blood at Carmichael Racing. 
and they are looking to gain sponsors for a new upcoming season. If interested, you can contact them at 443-202-3016. That's 443-202-3016. You can also find them on Facebook at SRChamp36. Carmichael Racing. Together you can soar as the engines roar.
DJ Nu is back with you. Hordes of Chaos on the Military Radio Podcast. That ends our rock block with Myriad Drone Atonement. Hope you enjoyed all that. Got some good stuff in there. Uh, a couple of things to get to in terms of uh, a couple of Netflix series that are coming up soon. Actually, real soon. Uh, the first being um, The Witcher. I've talked about this in past episodes. Uh, looks like a really cool uh, Netflix series, original series that they're going to be doing. Uh, that actually kicks off this month on the 20th, so I'm really excited for that. I've been pushing it and pushing it. And the last trailer came out not too long ago. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, basically, the story is The Witcher Falls story of Geralt of Rivia. A solitary monster owner who struggles to find his place in a world where people often prove more wicked than beast. But when destiny hurls him towards a powerful sorceress, a young princess with a dangerous secret, the three must learn to navigate the increasingly volatile continent together. So it's almost like Monster Hunter. And it stars uh, Henry Cavill, who played Superman, and obviously was in um, the last James Bond film. Or no, excuse me, last Mission Impossible film. Uh, Fallout. So uh, you'll see him as the uh, the witch hunter. So that's gonna be the Witcher, I should say. So it's gonna be a lot of fun watching this series when it starts up. Uh, the other one uh, coming out in 2020. I guess it's January 1st. So that first of January, uh, it's Dracula. And uh, don't know a whole lot about this just yet, but um, obviously. More vampires, Van Helsing, stuff like that. So, really looking forward to that going forward as well. So, Netflix really kicking out some pretty cool and interesting uh, movie series that I want to check out when they come out. Alright, back into the music. Um, this block, I have some Vomitron, new stuff in them, Space Lug and Titan Killer. This Vomitron track, Cry Little Steer features... And AK Van Gezerbergen from The Gathering. Very cool. Check it out.
Hello everybody, this is Mike from Blacksmith Legacy and you're listening to Metal Tavern Radio. Alright, DJ New is back with you, Metal Tavern Radio. New stuff from Titan Killer, Rockin' Until Collapse. I believe that's one of Lod's uh, picks there. So I think I have a couple from him. Another band called Killsorrow a little later. Uh, one last bit of uh, movie news to get to. Uh, as I talked about earlier, Rise of Skywalker gets released this week. Uh, it's the final chapter of the trilogy, of the new trilogy, uh, the Star Wars franchise. Um, not sure how much more of the one-offs they're going to do, like, you know, like uh, Solo or Rogue One, stuff like that. Uh, overall, this trilogy, though, has really been a mixed bag. And I don't know if it's just the old school fans versus new school or whatever. Uh, but even with the critics, it just it's hit or miss. Even in this new one. Uh, the critics so far are really just left, you know, some think it's a convoluted mess, kind of like what we've seen with Jedi, Last Jedi and stuff like that, or some think that it's amazing and a great bookend to the closure, so obviously, as with most entertainment, it's all subjective, so I don't know really, like, I just, I couldn't even find my way to finish Last Jedi. Like, literally, the wife and I started watching that, and neither one of us could even get through the first 30 minutes before shutting it off. So, I can't even tell you, like, everything that happens in Last Jedi, because I just can't get through it. It's just, it's that bad for me. And, you know, I'm not gonna take shots at the director or anything like that, because the reality is, these directors go into these things and they just try to do the best they can and w work with whatever story they try to come up with. Like, I don't think that Disney really had a plan when it came to this trilogy. Like, I just... It doesn't seem like they really thought it out. And that and that's sort of the problem. Um, this is the problem that I find with DC as well with a lot of their movies because they're not thinking shit out. Like, they, they're just throwing shit at you hoping that it's going to sell, which, you know, look... Batman vs. Superman makes money, obviously. It's by name. Uh, Birds of Prey, when it comes out, it's going to make fucking money. It has Harley Quinn in it and a bunch of other actresses and heroes or whatever, or villains. But the thing is, if the storylines suck, the movies aren't going to last in terms of uh, popularity or anything else. Like As badly as I wanted Suicide Squad to be good, it just fell short uh, outside of the couple characters. So... Now, with Star Wars, like, the same shit's happening. The stories and scripts are just terrible. I don't like them. I don't care about any of the other agendas involved. Like, you know, as far as throwing people of color in there or females being in, in uh, leading roles, I don't care about that. It doesn't bother me. Just give me a fucking good story. That's all I want. Give me some good actors, actresses. They don't have to all be unknowns. I just think it's so dumb. They're doing shit for the sake of doing it. Now, I have no idea if I'm going to go out and see Rise of Skywalker because it's already getting blasted. And I just, like, normally I wouldn't let shit like that dictate to me what I'm going to watch because I've seen movies I've liked get trashed by critics as well. So, 
it, it could just be dependent on the viewer itself. But the thing is, I'm just seeing a common theme here with this particular franchise and these particular movies that it's just really leaving lots to be uh, desired here. Like, I just, I don't get it. And even though J.J. Abrams is directing this again, I think he directed Force Awakens, like, the, the reality is, from what I understand from the critics right now with Skywalker is that there's a lot of plots going on, but there's no, but they're just kind of busting through them. They're not really, there's no fleshing them out, which you can't really do with just one movie, but there's no fleshing them out, and then, like, they're just rushing everything through, and then, of course, the end apparently is bleak. It's... It, it, some people are complaining there's just no hope in it like I don't understand I don't know I hadn't seen it but just judging by the critics and what's going on it just doesn't seem like there's very much cohesion here with even all three like some of the criticisms are Abrams is basically basically poking fun at the director from Last Jedi and trying to correct his flaws so I don't know like this stuff's just crazy to me like I really feel like that Star Wars is one of those franchises that it really should be difficult. It should not be difficult to fuck it up. Like, you can't fuck it up. It's really that easy. But somehow, despite having more room to work with than what Lucas had when he had it, because those were all preordained movies, books, with the new stuff, it was like a wide-open thing you can work with, but they, they seem to just fucking fall on their face. How do you fuck that up? Some of the premises are fine. I get it. But you're not executing very well. And it's just terrible. And I just, I don't know what to make of it all. Like, it's just, it really bothers me. And I'm not even the biggest Star Wars fan. I'm not that heavily invested in stuff. But I just, I love fantasy stuff. I love fantasy movies. It's my thing. But, you know, it's just weird that between these trilogies that they just can't get shit right. It's just ridiculous. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm probably not going to spend money to go see this um, unless something drastically changes and it's all of a sudden turns out to be pure gold with the fan base. Because fan base, to me, does hold some appeal. Um, sometimes more than critics because critics just look for different things that I think that moviegoers... For the most part, I think us as, as viewers, we just go to enjoy a popcorn movie. That's what we're all about here. And we're not really supposed to be going into these movies overthinking the characters or overthinking the plots. And I think that's part of the problem with the directors is that they're trying to make these somehow deep thought movies and they're not meant to be. They're really not. So we'll see how that goes. But I may end up just catching this when it finally gets to Disney Plus or... Netflix or whatever happens between then. I'm just, I'm not feeling it right now, and I'm reading from people who are bigger fans of me that are very concerned. Um, there's some spoilers out there, of course, and some of that is turning people off. Um, that always sucks when those starts putting out the spoilers, but what are you going to do? Alright, enough of that shit. We'll figure it out down the road. Uh, next block of music is kicking off with some Exciser in the hands of malignant fate.
Raul from Venus, a trash metal band from Chile, and you are listening to Metal Paper Radio. Not a body. 
Levi's, new stuff for them. Black Butterfly. DJ Nubis. Backwards to getting ready to close this motherfucker out. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in and checking this shit out today. Hope you liked it. This is actually the first podcast of 2020, so kicking off a brand new fucking year. Got one track left for you. It's from Fan. I told you about in the Best Of episode that their little EP, Stone and Sea, was really one of my favorites of the year. And then, of course, they released its full length towards the end of the year. Haven't really soaked it all in. I'm not sure if I'm feeling it as much as like past releases. It's really, it is really good. Um, I still like the EP a little bit better. Of course, it's shorter though, so that's part of the problem. But uh, this track though that I'm gonna leave you with is one of my favorites from my new record. It's pretty fucking great. It's a great band all around. Atmospheric black metal. You need to check them out. They have a lot of great material in their catalog. So. Check them out. Here's Rendered at Onyx, and I will see you all later. Enjoy. <laughs> 